So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hope you guys are having a great day, and I want to thank you so much for listening. Today's episode, we are talking about a really important subject, actually, and that is the topic of grief. And, you know, a lot of you might hear the subject and say, well, you know, I'm not grieving. I don't have any major tragedies or traumas that have taken place recently. Uh, maybe you think this episode's not for you. I just want to let you know uh, you might be mistaken. Uh, grief is a multifaceted, variegated subject that really is quite broad in its reach and its application. And that's actually why I'm talking it today. So this is not, I mean, you know, if you have lost a loved one recently, you've experienced, uh, you know, some sort of dramatic loss, then this episode, of course, is for you. But the reality is uh, a majority of the time uh, we are experiencing grief to some degree. And I think the better we understand the subject, the better we can cope and really move forward with our lives. That is the ultimate result when grieving is done well. So that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, before I get into it, I do want to mention that I have a book coming out. It's called The Last Relapse. And I have been working on this book for a long time, actually. I would say this book really started about three years ago. And I wrote it at the beginning of this year. I wrote the manuscript, a 90K manuscript in about two months, uh, which is just insane. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. But uh, thank you, Jesus. We got at least uh, one miraculous uh, book writing experience in there. And uh, we've been spending the remainder of the year just getting it edited, polished, and, and ready for proper publishing. So coming out February 2nd. It's called The Last Relapse, and it really details my system for helping guys overcome porn addiction. Uh, I didn't want to just keep that reserved for the course, which obviously costs money. Our program does come with a charge. Um, I wanted to make the whole system and everything we offer our guys as available to the public as possible. So that's what the point of the book is, and it's got client success stories. It's got my own story in there. Uh, it's very in-depth, very comprehensive, and I am so excited to release it to you. It's coming out February 2nd, but you can get the first chapter, and a complimentary masterclass if you pre-order it. Um, so the link's in the bio, and uh, you can just, it's basically on my website. If you go to books, uh, you'll get access there. So I wanted to mention that, uh, but I do want to get into today's content and talk about this whole subject of grieving. So like I said, I think a lot of the, the initial thoughts around the subject of grief really are affiliated with major loss, you know, um, a, a loved one, a death in the family, uh, loss of a job, maybe you're moving and so you're saying bye to old friends and you're kind of grieving the loss of that season, the loss of those friendships. Um, I think maybe one of the best angles I've heard on this is by uh, a man named Dr. Sam Chan. Now, um, if you have not read his book, uh, Leadership Pain, um, you need to because his his writing is just phenomenal. It's unbelievably uh, applicable, and I, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I read it, um, <laughs> I I was like, this guy, he's reading my mail. Like it just it was so um, so direct. He he understood the leadership experience really well and the pain that comes with it. And I want to start with his this quote, which is really the centerpiece of his book, Leadership Pain. 
because it, it's going to kind of give us a springboard into the subject of grief. So this is his quote, and, and he says it many, many times throughout his book. Growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals pain. So inevitably, growth equals pain. That's really profound. Let, let me read it one more time. Growth equals change. So this is, if, if we were in like a live setting, I would say, how many of you want to grow? <laughs> you know, how many of you want to grow in your relationships? How many of you want to grow in your business? You know, how many of you want to grow in your spiritual life? And of course, everyone's going to put their hands up. Okay, well, just so you know, growth equals change. Change equals loss and loss equals pain. So inevitably, growth equals pain. So this is, this is a kind of a broader formula that he's providing or, um, you know, a, a principle that really is, is inevitable. If you want to grow, there will be pain involved. Now, what he doesn't maybe articulate in this quote here, although it, he does certainly touch on it in the book, and what I want to focus on for the rest of this episode is uh, growth equals pain caused by loss. And I think that part is really, really important. Because when we, um, when we grieve, gr grieving is the, the natural response to loss. Now, of course, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, all those major things that we mentioned, those are kind of obvious. But if you think about it, we experience loss maybe on a daily basis, certainly on a weekly, monthly, and regular basis. Um, I was just really confronted with something recently uh, going to a business mastermind, coming back and realizing, you know, there's some things in my life here that I'm doing, even the way I'm running my business, um, certainly the way I'm conducting my personal life, where I need to make some changes. And they're not huge changes. It's not like I'm 100 pounds overweight and I need to go on this big weight loss journey or that, you know, I'm like spending hours on YouTube and not being productive in my work. Um, I, I have decent habits in place and, you know, I'm reasonably healthy in most areas of my life. But realizing that for me to go from the level of health I'm at now to the next level requires change. And there's, there has to be a lot of motivation there because I don't have the pain of being overweight or the pain of being really unproductive to motivate me. Um, but I do have you know, purpose. I have some big visions, some big dreams, and that's what's kind of pushing me. Um, but with that change comes loss, right? It comes loss of habits, loss of uh, certain time that's been devoted to you know, a, a particular activity where I'm like, this activity is actually useless. It's working against me. I need to stop doing it. I need to delegate it. Um, that's an example where it's like just a little task that I'm delegating is loss. It's loss of something that I'm accustomed to having control over, something that's just been a part of my regular life. And now I have to delegate it and there's loss there. And with that loss comes an element of grief. Now, I know that sounds a bit dramatic, but um, because we have, I would say, maybe inappropriately attach the, the grieving process with only major catastrophes. Um, sometimes when we experience minor and subtle losses, we don't handle it as well on a heart level. And then a few months later after the change has taken place, we wonder why we feel a little bit depressed or why, why things are working out and yet we're not enjoying it. Um, often these, these sort of lingering negative emotions that kind of weigh on us are usually the result of unprocessed grief, an incomplete grieving process. And I just wanted to talk about it today because I think a lot of guys, especially, need permission to grieve. Grieve is, uh, to grieve, yeah, to grieve rather. Grief is a normal part of life. It is just a normal part of you and I uh, going through our every day. There, there is change, and where there is change, there is always loss. 
whether it's major or minor. And one of the best things you and I can learn is how to grieve well, because when we grieve well, um, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's, it's not that you don't feel the negative emotions, right? And it's not that you don't um, have some challenges along the way. What it means is that the end product is a lot more reliable. People who, who do not grieve end up very depressed because grief, grief just simply accumulates. And, and what it does is it starts to erode your emotional well-being. And of course, that's going to spill over into your work life, into your marriage, into your family, into any of the hobbies you have. I mean, it's going to go widespread. And so this grieving process is a big deal. Now, for me personally, I've had my series of major and minor losses. Um, you know, I lost uh, several friends to suicide when I was in high school. Um, you know, I've gone through breakups. So those are all like big losses. I've moved um, country uh, across the country rather. And uh, well, now I, you know, I do live in a different country. That's a little more temporary, but I've left jobs and I've gone through some really difficult transitions. And some of these I've handled better than others. And I'm going to kind of use some of my own examples as I usually do to sort of explain to you this framework that every single man on planet Earth can follow if he is grieving. Now, if you're aware of the grief in your life, uh, I want you to pay special attention and if you're not, if you're like, okay, Cynthia, I kind of get what you're saying. Like we're always grieving, but you know, like life is pretty good for me or I haven't had any major catastrophes in the last little bit. Um, then just remember this framework and keep it in your back pocket because there's a pretty good chance you'll need it at some point. Now, this framework is called the Kubler-Ross grief cycle. And this was designed by um, a couple psychiatrists back in the day who, you know, really studied this subject well and, um, and were able to sort of put a framework to explain what people go through. Now, like any framework that concerns mental or emotional well-being, you cannot look at this as a formula. And you, you have to really remember that it's not a formula. It's not um, linear and logical, but it's a general framework or a general process. So you may have heard this before, um, but let me, let me just cover it to give us the framework. First step is denial. Second step, anger, then bargaining, then depression, and then acceptance. Really interesting when you, when you think about it. So you, you go through a change, denial. It's not going to be that bad. I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to make it through. That's okay. We're not going to have to worry about it. Um, it's all going to be fine. Whatever, whatever. Anger. So then you kind of are coming to reality like, okay, this is actually happening um, there might be frustration, irritation, or anxiety. Anxiety can be a manifestation of um, the, the, the anger or the frustration around the change. Bargaining is where you're trying to kind of find meaning in all of this and like, okay, well, what if, you know, what if this or what if that? Um, you sort of start to explore the negotiations. I think about when we had moved across the country and I was in grade, uh, I was 12 years old rather. I was in grade eight was really looking forward to graduating with my class and realizing that halfway through the year I had to make new friends, graduate with a completely gr different group of peers and kind of bargaining like, okay, well, I'm going to come back and visit my friends and da 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 and, you know, just trying to find these, um, I would say, little avenues to make it manageable. And that was actually pretty healthy for me. I did end up going back every year in high school to visit my friends in the place I used to live. And, um, and that, was, that was really important to me. I'm glad I did. Um, Depression is the kind of feeling overwhelmed, helpless. Uh, it's where you, you sort of want to just run away because it's so overwhelming. 
and then eventually you reach that place of acceptance and it's this is where you really have i get i guess just come to terms with the reality and you're willing to do whatever will be required to make the most of it and a lot of people as i said a lot of people do not make it here um, because they don't allow themselves to go through the grief cycle now again like i said this is a framework it's not a formula so we don't want to hold on to it too tightly but I think it's a good place to start if you're experiencing loss. Now, let me give you some examples that you might uh, be experiencing lately that have caused some kind of loss. Um, a change in work, okay? Whether it's a change in your job, a promotion. A promotion is a change, right? Like it's a positive change, but remember with every change, there is loss and where there's loss, there's pain. So it could be, it could be a promotion. Um, it could be a change in relationship. Maybe it's a breakup maybe it's actually uh, that the relationship has progressed. You've got engaged recently or you got married recently. Um, the funny thing, I was just thinking about this. Like, I remember when we got engaged uh, or when we got married, actually, my brother and his girlfriend at the time, you know, they were getting more serious and we were hearing all these stories about how they were up late at night and they said goodbye to each other like 75 times before they finally left. And, um, and my wife said to me, oh, babe, we never linger anymore. You know, she's like, never linger. Like lingering is something that like, you know, we all consciously do in relationships. I'm like, we don't linger. That's what you're upset about. She's like, well, you know, they just they linger and it's so sweet and we used to linger when we were dating and you know to me that's that's almost like that's actually a great example of sort of this this grief that comes with a change in your relationship status where my wife's like oh my gosh like he doesn't pursue me the same way he still pursues me but it looks different and some of those really um you know higher level romantic things aren't happening as frequently and so there's there's some change there right and with it comes some loss and a little bit of of lamenting a little bit of grieving over that loss, over that difference. And you know, my wife and I had a pretty quick conversation about it. It wasn't anything major. Um, but that's what I mean of like, just like small, um, you know, lowercase g, so to speak, grief. It, it's, it's nothing major, but it's important that you kind of give yourself the space to process it. Um, some other examples of loss that you might have experienced lately. Uh, perhaps you have moved. Maybe you just moved across the city. Uh, maybe you've moved across the country. You know, you're in a different place altogether. Uh, moving is a great example of a major loss, major change in relationships. Um, maybe there's just been some uh, some conflict in a friend circle. Uh, maybe a change in other relationships, and you've been part of those ripples. And now you have new friends, or there's people that you're not really friends with anymore. Uh, maybe you have recently come into contact with friends that you used to be in touch with on a regular basis and you're not anymore. You know, my wife and I have actually gone through quite a bit of that lately uh, because we have moved away from, uh, we bought a house in a city about an hour away from where we had lived the first three, four years we were together. And so we still see those friends, but we are further away. So we don't see them as often. And we're still, you know, we're aware that they're up to things and they hang out because, you know, they live close by. And um, that's really sad for us. You know, we, we miss them and we wish we were closer to them. And now being in Jamaica, like we're really far removed. And we know that um, our social dynamics will be different when we come back. Because, uh, you know, when you go away for six months, uh, you're kind of out of sight, out of mind a little bit. And it takes a while to, to get back on people's radars. And so there's been some grieving there. Um, there. There's a whole plethora of different things that can cause loss. Anything that's caused loss um, is merit for grief. And what I want you to, what I want to do today, rather, um, is to just give you permission. It's okay, you know, if you find yourself denying it or, or saying, you know, it doesn't really bother me or I don't really care about it. Um, may, maybe it's even just like um, it's it's kind of avoiding it. Like you know, there's 
oh, like you can feel the feels around it, but it's like, ah, I'm not going to go there. You know, I don't want to make a mess of it. Hey, it's okay. That's actually, that's part of this grieving process, but just don't stay there too long. Uh, allow yourself to feel. That's, you know, what they call anger stage, I would call experiencing emotion. You know, just giving yourself a chance to vent and to label some of those emotions and really get clarity on what you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. To bargain, you know, to, to start reaching out to other people, to talking, talking to people about it, giving yourself space to just process and work through this thing a little bit and kind of bargain and figure out what, what's really going on here? What's, what's your actual perspective on the matter? Um, really, really important. Depression, again, it's just depression is sort of like part two of, of tapping into the emotions and acknowledging that, wow, there's a lot of things here I can't control um, and reaching that place of acceptance where it's like, but these are the things we can. And for some of you, you're going to go through this process in a, a, an instant, especially for really small things. Um, and for others of you, it's going to take time. One of the things that my wife and I have been able to identify as a difference between us is like she really goes through these stages and, you know, they're, they're, they're notable for me. Like I can kind of tell when she's in the different, the different phases of this grief cycle. And, you know, granted, we've had our share of loss between all the moves, um, losing loved ones and, you know, changes in our relationship and all kinds of stuff along the way, going from dating to being engaged to being married and, um, you know, just anyway, tons of changes and, I can kind of identify when she's going through the different things. But to me, like, to be honest, uh, I can go through this cycle pretty quickly. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was traveling and I got on the flight and had a connecting flight and, you know, got caught up in customs at my connection, um, connection point or whatever. So I wound up missing my connecting flight. I had to stay overnight. I had to fly an extra eight hours just to get to my destination on time because there weren't any direct flights available the next day until really late. And anyways, there was this whole thing. And a great example of like change that leads to loss, right? I, I lost time in my destination, time where I was going to spend with clients and visiting people and making some new friendships. And I had a bunch of things lined up. So I was like, okay, well, can't do that. So I have to accept the loss and make the most of it. And I wound up um, you know, catching up on sleep on the plane, did a bunch of work. And those eight hours uh, of travel time actually went by very quickly and, you know, had a great time away. It all worked out. Um, I work through that stuff pretty quickly, like the denial, anger, bargaining part happens quickly for me. I can kind of identify it I'm like, dang, that sucks. I kind of get it out. Okay, how do we make the most of it? And, you know, kind of working through it. And to, to be honest, it's usually when I'm working through it, like when I'm like, how do I make the most of it? That's often when I feel this weird mix of like, I'm sort of depressed because I'm like, geez, like another thing, like this is annoying. I shouldn't have to do this. You know, it's kind of some self-pity, a bit of self-loathing in there sometimes. And then it's weird because it's sort of juxtaposed by excitement, you know, and ambition of like, cool, we get to make the most of this. We get to plan. We get to do something different. It's an adventure. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to have a great story to tell. And that is sort of what grief looks like. You know, it, it is having a myriad of emotions in tandem and being able to kind of feel it all and yet finding a way to move forward. And what happens when you don't grieve is that you stay stuck. You don't move forward. And that's why I want to share on this today because whatever changes in your life you're experiencing, I want you to work through them in a healthy way and I want you to be able to move forward with your life so that you can make the most. And that is the mark of, a, of um, the completion of the grieving cycle is that you are ready to make the most of it and you're not looking back.
it's not maybe completely forgotten what's happened. You know, when I got back from my trip, I was telling everybody, like, you'll never guess what happened. And, you know, the flight wouldn't cover my hotel and da-da-da-da-da. Like, you're still talking about it, you know, but you've ultimately you've moved on. It's just a story that you tell. And I want to encourage you, you know, if you've experienced some loss recently, give yourself a chance to go through this. It's the Kubler-Ross grief cycle. Um, and there's lots of other, you know, tools and resources out there to help you with grief. Uh, but I wanted to share this one just as a basic framework to get started. And um, I want to really encourage you guys, just give yourself permission, go through these motions a little bit and bring people alongside you. It's going to go a really long way. Um, you know, in a world where guys are not given permission often to experience their emotions, to go through grieving processes and, you know, to just reach that healthy place of acceptance so that they can move on with their life long term and not be dragged down. Because we all know that we can go uh, maybe a couple months, a couple years, even stuffing things down and pretending it doesn't affect us, but it does catch up eventually. Uh, it's better to just grieve, get ahead of the curve, go through the process and then be done with it once and for all. That's everything for today, guys. Thank you so, mu so much for listening. I'm also going to put a link in the show notes to Leadership Pain by Dr. Dr. Samuel Chand. Um, again, highly recommend it. If you are going to be a leader, which uh, in case you didn't know, every single man on planet Earth is a leader, you need to read this book. It's going to make you better in your relationships. It's certainly going to make you better at work, and it's going to allow you to walk further into your calling and your destiny. And as you know, that's what we're all about here on the Unleash the Man Within podcast. Guys, have an amazing day. I wish you very well. And if you really benefited from this episode, a rating, a review, a share with somebody else would mean the world to me. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests, where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. 